0: In this episode, we'll be looking at the best software to record a podcast on a Mac, saving you 350 bucks per episode. Hello and welcome to the Success Unscrambled podcast. This is Alvern, and my focus is to help 1,000 creative female entrepreneurs over the next 10 years become more visible using simplified and fun marketing programs so that they can scale their business quickly, donating 1% of their profits, time and resources to help reduce women illiteracy worldwide. Are you looking for a way to record a podcast on a Mac computer? If you are new to podcasting or just looking for other options to record a podcast quickly and efficiently, I feel your pain. It's been over three years since I started my podcast and at the time there wasn't many resources available. When it comes to podcasting, you'll realize there's so much to learn. To be frank, there are so many layers to consider in the podcasting realm. Here's a short rundown for you. What topic will you choose for your next episode? Will it be in a solo format or interview or group discussion? Do you have the best tools to do the recording? Where will you record the episode as in which room, which location? If you are not doing a solo show, do your guests have the right software, equipment and broadband connection? As you can see, there are so many things to consider when you need to produce a podcast show. In this episode, you'll learn what software you can use to record a podcast on Apple computers, as well as what else you need to consider for a good quality audio recording. All right, so podcast equipment statistics. Before diving into the information about recording your show, it will make sense to look at podcasting equipment statistics. In other words, what other podcasters in the industry are using when it comes to creating, editing, and even publishing their show. Doing this will help you gain insights into which equipment is popular. While there are a lot of statistics available about podcast listeners, very few seem to be interested in surveying podcasters themselves. Let's look first at the top microphone brands, according to the folks at the podcast host. Rode comes in at number one with 19%, Blue, 17%, Shure, and that's S-H-U-R-E at 12%, Audio Technica at 11%, Samsung, 7%, Zoom, 5%. What is interesting about the survey they did is the number of people using recording software. Of the people surveyed, sixty-seven percent use software, twenty-five percent use digital recorder, and four percent fell into the category of other. On the topic of microphone types, there are three in the results. A dynam- dynamic mic is at thirty-five percent, a condenser mic at twenty-nine percent, and a USB mic at thirty-three percent. Do you record podcasts on a head with headphones on? Now, I believe that this these results are a bit skewed here because 74% said yes and 26% said no. The reason why I believe it is a, not accurate is that I record mine with AirPods on. So we're they looking for headphones specifically or air, air, headphones. And the thing is, although I can record it with AirPods on, I don't actually use it to listen to my voice. I use it just to record into the mic. So I hope that makes sense in terms of the actual podcast statistics. Next, we'll be looking at the podcasting equipment for good quality sound. Now that you know what other people in the industry are using, let's look at the layers of necessary equipment. I'll try to cover everything for recording and not for post-production, otherwise we'd be here all day. <laughs> Some of the equipment used in the recording stage can also be used during podcast production. Here's a list of what you may need. A clear voice, a microphone or AirPods, a digital audio workstation, storage for audio clips, a stable broadband connection, pop filter, a quiet room, topic for recording, on un- uninterrupted recording time, a door for multi-track recording if you're not doing a solo, solo episode, but you're doing a guest interview or even a group discussion, and last but not least, a plan. So, Claire Voice, when I first started recording my episodes, I, I took this aspect for granted. If you've been podcasting for a while, you'll know that the minute you catch a cold, it's time to panic because it is difficult to record or to do an audio recording when your throat is sore or your voice is not clear. Fun fact, I recorded a couple of episodes from my hospital bed just after surgery. Yes, and this is with oxygen being pumped into my throat because I wanted to give my listeners first-hand information about my experience on that particular episode. Microphone or AirPods. One of the first things everyone who has who is starting in a podcast wants to know is, What's the best microphone for podcasting? The funny thing is that the new podcasters don't really need a good microphone. Your Apple AirPods works just fine. You can have the best microphone in the world, but if your door or digital audio workstation isn't good, or your environment is not right for audio recording quality, then the actual recording would not be good. If you can afford a microphone, then of course, go ahead and get a USB microphone, but don't let it stop you from starting a podcast. Based on my research, a condenser microphone seems to be the best option available. And yes, I still don't use a microphone. The Digital audio workstation, or DAW, as it's frequently called, finding a DAW that will work for you can be a difficult task. I've used the following over the course of almost four years. The Blog Talk Radio, Spreaker, QuickTime, Audacity, Anchor FM, GarageBand, Zoom, Skype, and Zencaster. As you can see, it really depends on your situation. The road to finding a door was not an easy one for me. It could be a lot easier for you because you can learn from my mistakes. Next up, if you've got your storage of your MP3 files, audio clips, after working diligently to record your episodes, remember to figure out where you want to store your audio files. Initially, I stored them on my hard drive until I ran out of space. However, my advice for you is to use an external hard drive or Google Drive because storing them on your hard drive will slow down your computer eventually. And it can get lost. I mean, if your laptop goes kaput, that's it. All of your recordings gone. A stable broadband connection. While this doesn't sound like something to be worried about, let me tell you why it matters. If your door is online, like mine, then you'll need a stable internet connection. Have you got plans in place to interview guests? If so, then your worst nightmare would be if either of you gets gets disconnected during the actual interview process because of a poor internet connection. Pop filter. So in case the word pop filter is not familiar to you, has nothing to do with pop bands or anything pop culture, it is just a device you place in front of your microphone. If you're using a microphone, it is useful for softening the sounds of P's and T's. Without it, your audio recording might sound harsh in some areas. So you will see, if you ever look at an audio recording, you'll see these, when you pronounce words with P's and T's, you'll see these huge spikes in your audio recording. And it will be hard to get them all leveled out depending on your post-production experience. Yes, you can edit it, but trust me when I say it is better to do it right during the recording stage. A quiet room. I giggle when I am writing or even recording this because I'm I've seen so many creative quiet rooms quote unquote. Many podcasters casters have actually created recording spaces in their closets, under the stairs, you know, in all, in all these peculiar places. Uh, especially if you're a mom hiding away from your kids, this is very common. Your room not only needs to be quiet but also have soft furnishings so that it will help re- reduce the sound of echoes. So as you hear me recording this right now, there are no echoes because I have a lot of soft furnishings around, lots of throws and pillows and cushions and all of that to make sure on curtains, to make sure that the sound uh, is absorbed in all of the areas nearby where I'm recording this. The topic of discussion, while ad-libbing may sound very attractive, I can tell you from experience, you're better off preparing in advance. My first few episodes, say probably 10 or so, some of them I ad-lib because it was really good, but some of them I was ad-libbing and it got to something like 5,000 words of me just rambling. This is because improvising from start to finish can leave you tripping on your words and even rambling a lot. A well-prepared episode will help you plan for several episodes in advance until you keep your focus so that you actually wouldn't run over. So you plan to record 30 minutes of a podcast and you end up an hour and a half because of all the rambling. Un- un- uninterrupted recording time. I know this is kind of hard for in some t- cases, like the last time I did a re- recording, I had to do three separate ones because I got interrupted two or three times. So at this point, I can tell you about the times as well in the past where I had phone or even a doorbell ringing In the middle of a podcast recording. Yes, this can happen from time to time, which means you need to stop and start back where you left off. If you ever decide to record on a phone, but but put your airplane mode on and switch on your Wi-Fi, because the last thing you want happening is someone to be calling you in the middle of your recording of a podcast episode. Door for multi-track shows, when you decide to have guests on your show, you'll notice that it adds another level of complication. This is because you'll need to find a door or the digital audio workstation that can record both of you at the same time, but on separate tracks. You'll need a multi-track door that is simple to use so that your guests don't get lost in the technology. A plan. The very first five to 10 or even 20 episodes will feel a bit awkward as you find your groove. What do you say at the start? How will you address your audience? Will you use intro music? Will you not use it? Do you have a strategy strategy for your topics? While it all sounds stressful, you'll get it all figured out in time. I know. One of the things I did was testing music in the background, and I was just like, no. I did it once recently because the recording on the had was full of statics and hissing and buzzing, so I had no choice but to use music in the background that would cover it all up. So finding your best door as i mentioned previously finding the best door for your needs can be a little bit tricky this is because not all the door software are created equal here is a list of things that make a door good for podcast recording it can record a solo episode ability to record guest interviews records audio without background noises the recording is clean without static noises hissing or buzzing unlimited recording length or at least a minimum of 30 minutes saved format of mp3 or wav or wav gives you the ability to easily download your recording so let's spend some time looking at the ones i use i mentioned previously as well as the pros and cons of each one so Zencaster when it was time for me to record my very first podcast in view i was a little concerned because i didn't know what to use Zencaster and that's z-e-n- C A S T R. By the way, if you would like access to the show notes, head over to successandscramble.com forward slash ep one nine three. That's ep one nine three to get access to the show notes. So Zencaster looked like a great option, so and so I went with that for my first and second interviews. They've got a free version and they've got a professional version. If you head over to the show notes, you'll see screenshots of what that looks like. This was over three years ago, and the experience wasn't great. I mean, they were fairly new. Like I mentioned many times when I started my podcast three years ago, there was there weren't many people on the market doing podcast technology. I just had to pick and choose with, with whatever I had available. Um, I'm sure the technology has improved since then because now they even have, they, apart from having a free plan that allows you to, to record high quality MP3 so you can sort of give it a try. There's also the new feature that allows you to record video podcasts. Which to me is brilliant, and again, head over to the show notes to see all the details about uh, SD video and HD video and what they can or cannot do. Blog Talk Radio. So for my third podcast interview, I decided to use Blog Talk Radio. I have to say it was not a good idea to try new technology for interviews, especially when you know you're not like you're not testing it; you're actually doing it. I guess I, you can think of it as a service that is similar to Clubhouse where listeners and participants don't need to be members. They just need access to your links, to your actual show IDs, et cetera. They do have a free plan available. And I, I just ch- checked before recording this and I still have my free plan there. It's amazing. Um, you can see screenshots and the show notes of the blog, blog talk radio. And again, it's not really a podcasting Um, solution, platform, door, but um, if it is you feel so inclined, feel free to use it because it basically stores um, your, I suppose, clips forever, basically. Um, I've included, I can mention, a screenshot of the dashboard in the show notes. You can head over there and have a look at that. You're better off doing a trial run with a close family member before doing it for real. It It has a very professional feel um, but it's not ideal. It's very ideal for live shows, not necessarily recorded ones. But like I said, feel free to use it if that's something that you'd like to go with. Spreaker. So Spreaker was up next. I think Spreaker was the next one on my list after trying out all those the three ones I mentioned previously. Simply because they have a mobile and desktop app, which is great. Um, they have a free plan available, but uh, they do have a next level up for uh, seven. Seven to ten bucks a month, which is not bad. What really Matt, attracted me to Spreaker is the fact that you can, you can actually do guest interviews seamlessly on the actual platform. You simply download the Spreaker Studio desktop app and log into your Spreaker account. It has an integration with Skype. So, um, if you're a head over to the show notes, success on Scramble.com forward slash ep one nine three. You get access to the screenshots of the uh, uh, recording studio with several features, sound effects, integration with Skypes. Um, I stopped using Spreaker because at the time it, was, it wasn't it was low cost. Uh, plus, I was also using another podcast uh, host for hosting my podcast. So Spreaker is an all-in-one solution that helps you, lets you record your podcast, but or they also have a podcast hosting solution. Quick time. At some point, I can't remember when, how, why, I wanted to try some local desktop solutions. So I decided to give QuickTime a try for many episodes. The challenge with QuickTime player is that there was always a hissing noise with each recording. So why is a hissing noise? It's just like that noise of the ocean in, in the background. It is possible that this is this could have been solved with a probably a high-tech uh, external microphone, but I cannot say for sure. But Feel free to try it out. I just wish you can do a trial of um, Bluetooth or even, not even Bluetooth, but um, uh, USB or condenser microphones just to see which one works best for your door. But uh, maybe you can borrow a mic from a friend, try it out, and then you can buy your own version. There really isn't a lot of fancy features available with QuickTime. Simply click on a new audio recording, choose your microphone, and click the red button, and you're done. You're recording as in you started recording. GarageBand. So if you're a Mac user, you can probably relate to GarageBand. You'll know that GarageBand comes out of the box on the laptop or desktop. I deleted it off my Mac because it takes up a whopping 800 megabytes of space. So it actually holds your storage space. And then they have these add-ons that takes on another 2.5 gigs. So it's, so it's really a heavy-going storage-sucking solution. You can see that GarageBand is really designed for music production. If you head over to the notes, I have screenshots of what it looks like. It comes with so many cool features and the vowels, literally devours a lot of storage space. Audio files created on a GarageBand can also be h- hundreds of megabytes in size. And while you think that might not sound like a lot, just to give you a frame of reference, a standard 30 minute audio recording should be between 25 and 50 megabytes in size. So when I say that GarageBand gives you a 100 meg file, they are huge. (laughs) I don't know why it's so big, but that's just the way it is. Audacity. Another desktop app that has given me nothing but trouble is Audacity. So many people recommend this this audio studio to record and edit podcasts. However, no matter how many times I've tried it and how many training sessions I've taken, it doesn't work for me. One curious aspect of Audacity is that it leaves hundreds of tiny little files on my hard drive whenever i installed it what i cut co- discovered recently is there's this a video uh course for audacity on the app store called audacity video manual by av uh, it's about uh, 10 bucks um it i'm not saying that you shouldn't use audacity to re- record or to even yeah to, uh, to record your podcast who knows you may be lucky and it might it might be It might work for you, but because I've found my groove in other solutions, uh, if you want, you can go and give this a try. And there is, like I said, a video manual course available for you to learn how to use Audacity. Skype is up next. A few years ago, when Skype was free, I used it to record a few podcast episodes that were interviews. In case you're wondering how to get this done, let me explain. There's a software called Ecamm Call Recorder for Skype that will record your podcast interviews for you. It records both MP3 and MP4 versions of the call. A lifetime license is only 40 bucks, which is brilliant. However, Skype is no longer free to use. So you'll need to consider if this is a viable option for you and for your business. As someone who runs a service-based business, you'll find that you already have a pro license of Zoom. So Zoom is up next. Pro license of Zoom is 15 bucks a month. So using Zoom to record your podcast episodes is a great option if you already have it. Like, especially if it's a service-based entrepreneur and you already have Zoom, the paid version of Zoom, then by all means, keep using it to record your, po- your podcast. Except for the fact that doing solo episodes might feel a little bit awkward or weird using Zoom, it really is handy and cost-efficient way to record audio podcast interviews. Anchor FM is up next. After lots of trial and error and over 150 podcast episodes, I decided to use Podcast FM. Sorry, Anchor FM. It's free to use and the resulting recorded audio is clean. By clean, I mean no hissing, no static noises, no background noises. It's completely clean, devoid of all of those hissing and buzzing and stuff like that. Best of all, Anchor FM is owned by Spotify and it is free to use. Yes, there are some disadvantages. Nearly every one of them come with disadvantages. You can only record an episode up to 30 minutes long. If it is longer, you need to stop and record from where you left off. There's a mobile app available to record guest interviews and you can go past the 30 minute limit. However, if you're using the the mobile app version of Anchor, it doesn't record a clean audio version. There is some sort of a fizzing background, ocean noise background when I use the mobile version. One of the advanced features of using Anchor FM is that you can use music from Spotify, your Spotify account in your own podcast episodes. Other apps to consider as Doors. While I haven't tried every app on the planet, there are still a few applications that I would like to try out. Because technology in the podcasting space keeps improving, so I'm always open to look at a better digital audio workstation. The podcast recording apps on my wish list include Ecamm Live or Ecamm Live, Podcast Studio. I tried it recently, but it kept crashing. When I did try do a short trial, AliTu, a Steamyard. I've used Steamyard for to go live on Facebook and YouTube and uh, Twitter. Resonate has a free online voice recorder. Descript. I use it to create audiograms and transcripts. So I think it might be great to try it out for um, or, uh, podcast audios or uh, Adobe Edition. Adobe Audition. Everybody keeps talking about Adobe Audition, but the problem with it, it's not free and there's a steep learning curve to use it. It's really designed for professional sound engineers. So feel free to give all of these a try for yourself to see if any of them is suitable for your podcast recording needs. The ideal recording setup. You have all the items you need to record your podcast, but what does an ideal setup look like? Just in case you're wondering, I don't have a specific home studio, only my MacBook Air and AirPods, that's it. If you're on a laptop, then you'll want to have a place on a flat surface without any humming noises. As a Mac user, there are certain times when the fan makes noise for a period of time. What I do is shut it down for 30 seconds and power it back up. Ensure that the room that you're recording in is not empty, otherwise the recording will be full of an echo sound in the background. To absorb the, absorb the excess sound, use a room with curtains, a bed, with linen, sofa, with cushions, carpeted floors, you know, a lot of soft furnishings around. Stay away from appliances that make a humming noise like fridges, freezers, washing machines or anything like that, that kind of equipment. If you have pets like dogs, birds, ducks, cats, be mindful of them interrupting the show. Unless, of course, your show is about animals, then that's fine. Have your notes, water, a pen, paper, and anything else you find necessary nearby before hitting the record button. Approach it with the best attitude so that your mood comes across during the recording. (laughs) So, how to record a podcast on a Mac. Now that you have all the tools that you need to record a podcast episode, let me show you the steps I take to record one. What works really well for me is if I have a plan in a series of topics advance like four to six, eight weeks of, you know, what I'm going to record. The reason for this is that I'm able to think of what I want to discuss on the show long before I record it, and I can mention what I'm going to record in the next few episodes to my listeners. There are two ways that I find work well. These include writing out the show notes in advance or having a pre-written Outline of the show to hand. As I mentioned previously, I don't have a professional podcasting microphone, so I just use my Apple AirPods wired, not wireless. Here's what I have me- with me when it is time to record an episode my show notes, Apple AirPods, uh, uh, Anchor FM logged in and ready to hit the record button. Again, head over to the show notes, success on forward slash EP193 to get access to all of these. I also have an intro line. All my background noises switched off. Email, any fridges, freezers, animals, uh, phones, phones on silent, on airplane mode. My glass of water and a stable broadband connection with a backup, because my broadband gives trouble every now and again. If you're using a door for the first time, I suggest that you record the first one to five minutes on your episode of your episode and click stop. Listen to the recording to check to see if there are any static, buzzing, background noises. In case there's a hissing, static, or buzzing, try different AirPods, try a different microphone, or try a different door, which is probably the best one because people tend not to have a backup microphone. They tend to have only one expensive microphone. Until you find the one that aligns really well with your microphone, with the, the digital audio workstation, then without the hissing, buzzing, static noises, Um, then you're good to record your full episode. So recording the 30 to 60 minutes of audio. One of the things that you probably never thought about is the length of time it takes to record a piece of audio. You can get tired during the recording. Also, your voice will not be used to this experience, so you may start coughing right in the middle of the episode. Advise your guests, if you have guests on, to relax and have water to hand as well. Remember, you can edit out areas where errors occur, so don't panic. Step one, log in to your digital audio workstation. For me, it's Anchor FM. Click on new episode and choose record. Ensure that the input has the correct microphone selected because if you have more than one microphone or you have Apple AirPods plus a mic plus something else, make sure you have the correct one selected, especially if you have like Bluetooth one as well and, you know, all of those different devices. Step two, get your show notes or outline ready for the recording. This can be on a paper or, or on screen. Add cues, highlight areas of emphasis and have a pen and paper to hand. Step three, ensure that you have connected directly to your broadband connection or sit as close as possible to the router. Have a plan B broadband connection if your Wi-Fi is known to have issues. Lubricate your voice with water an hour or so before you hit the record button and keep you know, drinking water, not lots, just a sip. Empty your bladder five minutes before the recording. This is so important. You don't want to be whinging and wanting to go to the bathroom in the middle of recording. Have a glass of water nearby in case you need it, because sometimes you need to drink water and you can pause, drink the water, and just edit off that piece where you drink the water. Step five, do a test run in your head or out loud at the start and the first few paragraphs of the episode. Also practice what you'll say at the end. Step six, ensure anything or everything, anything or anyone that has the potential to cause background noises are switched off, settled or silenced. For example, you have a washing machine going and it's stopped mid cycle or it is going through a quiet cycle and then it goes through a spin cycle. Don't do that. <laughs> Kitchen appliances have cycles. So you can time these record at quieter times or just wait until it goes off. That's what I had to do. Wait until the washing machine goes, went off, did the spinning and then I record it. Step seven, visualize yourself recording the podcast. And in your mind, see that one person in the audience who will be listening to the recording. Do a few warm-up exercises that will put you in a mood that will make the show sound lively. Because if you're meh 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 and during the episode the recording episode, it will come across as that because you, you're not excited. You're not excited to deliver the message to your audience. You need to be excited. Step eight. You pop those AirPods in your ears or your microphone in front of you. Practice flicking between screens. If you have to, like, for example, with me, my show notes is is in a different tab compared to my Anchor FM. So I know I have to click between screens when I just start, not all the way through. Take one last sip of water, uh, smile, bring on that energy, hit the big red record button, breathe. And before I actually say breathe, if you're using your Apple AirPods, make sure you hold up the mic to your mouth before you, you hit the record button because what happens is um, in your movement, while you're if you're gesticulating with your hands, the actual cable of the Apple AirPods, especially if you're using the wired ones, will rub on your clothes and cause noises in the background. So make sure you hold up that mic away from your clothing to your mouth. So, breathe, say your first few lines, settle into the groove and continue recording until the end. When you're finished, click the stop button. So key takeaways, post recording. If you made mistakes during the recording, make a note of where those mistakes occurred. Try to leave a long pause after the mistake so that you can identify it easily during the post-production or editing process. When you make a mistake, be sure to re-record a clean version of what that phrase or sentence that you said after the pause. Even if the recording was a little bit lower in volume than you expected, it is okay because you can use an audio leveler to increase the volume. Practicing difficult words before recording can stop you from tripping up on yourself. It may make sense to do a test run of the guest interview 24 hours before recording Is especially helpful if your guest is nervous about technology. You don't have to say the same thing at the start of each episode. Feel free to switch things up. Sometimes you may find yourself needing to record an episode in two or three different parts, and that's fine. So for this particular episode, it's actually more than 30 minutes, so I had to do it in two separate parts. Just ensure that all the parts are clean audio recordings that you can join together. So recording a podcast on Mac or any device can be very exciting no matter how often you do it. It may take you time to find the perfect digital audio workstation that is within your budget or even one that is suitable to the way you like to record. As you saw in my three plus years of recording podcast shows, I use several different Uh, those before I settled on one And, and now I think I need another one because when my episode is more than 30 minutes I need to record it a second time or do a second recording or whatever you want to call it. The truth is that I may change again in the future if a better one is available. So, I'm still in searching for one that is even better than Anchor FM. While everyone is driving themselves crazy about purchasing the best microphone, remember that you don't need a professional setup to start recording a podcast. Spend time focusing on the needs of your audience as it will help guide you in the creation process. If the files you create are over 50 megabytes, think of how difficult it might be for your listeners to download that file. 50 megs, just think about that. And again, as a frame of reference, the average file size for a 30 minute recording. Is between or even twenty to thirty minutes recording is between say twenty and fifty megs in size. So if yours is much bigger and it's and your podcast episode isn't that long, consider maybe you need to do something to um, decrease the size of your podcast episodes, especially knowing the fact that your your listeners actually download it onto their phone to listen to it. So which one? Here are some frequently asked questions. Which one of the digital audio workstations work well on Mac and Windows users or, and your Windows users? Anchor FM is an online podcast recording application, so it should work well with both Mac and PC. You can u- also use Spreaker, like I mentioned previously, except Spreaker, if you want to have a really good version, you'll have to pay for it. It's like 10 bucks a month. How to how to get the best quality audio recording for a podcast? Ensure that the audio being recorded is clean. So. Once you get rid of all the background noises, the echo sound in your room, the hissing, hissing, buzzing, uh, static noises, then you know you're good to go. So of course it will take a, a bit of a trial and error. You'll probably have to try Apple AirPods with a specific door, like um, Anchor FM. I think it's really good. Spreaker could be good as well, but it all depends. You know, try and try and try until you find one. Another question, the room I'm recording in has an echo. How do I get rid of it? All you need to do is use soft finishings like curtains, cushions, bed linen, rugs, pillows to absorb that extra noise, that echo in the background, and you'll be good to go. Number four, is it easier to clean up the audio in the editing stage of the creation process? No. (laughs) Depending on the quality of your recording, it can cost you between 80 bucks the 350 bucks per episode to get it cleaned because it takes the person time to edit it out and clean it up and all of that. So you don't want to do that. It makes more sense to have a clean audio recording and then let them do all of the fancy bits like mixing, adding like, like nice song in the background and all of that. Spend money doing that as opposed to spending money cleaning up an audio that has hissing, buzzing, clicking, background noises, static, all of that messing. Number five, what if the guest I interviewed has a louder microphone compared to mine? This can be adjusted using a sound leveler like Orphonic, so after the fact, so that's really easy to fix. Uh, Number six, I'm brand new to podcasting. Do you have a resource available showing me how to start a podcast? Yes, I do have the resource. You head out to the show notes, success scramble.com forward slash EP193. You'll get a link to that resource showing you how to start a a podcast from scratch on a um, shoestring budget. Number seven, which is easier to start a blog or a podcast? You can take a look at the resource. I have a resource available, a blog versus podcast comparison. So you can take a look at that. Number eight, where's the best place to host my podcast show? So apart from Spreaker and Anchor FM, you can check out uh, the handy ones I have available, which I've used in the past. I've left a link in the show notes, um, giving you that link where I've compared uh, Blueberry versus Libsyn. Again, head over to successandscramble.com forward slash EP193. You get access to that resource. Number nine, what about editing my podcast episodes? How do I get that done? There are a few platforms that can help you with podcast editing, like Zencaster, it's automated. Podcast Studio has an automated one. Again, like I said, I tried it, but it kept on crashing for whatever reason. Alitu has a podcast editing studio. Reaper has one. All of these are DIY editing. However, if you want to outsource this to someone else, like you want to outsource a podcast editing, check out Resonate production or i have a uh, podcast management service that i recommend i've left the link in the show notes head over to success on scramble.com forward slash ep193 to get access to her link number 10 what's the best piece of advice you can give someone just starting a podcast my best piece of advice to you is never go with a popular option blindly in other words Always do the free trial of the hosting, the doors, or the digital audio workstations, the editing software, do the free trials, see if it works for you because they're not all created equal and what would work for someone else would not necessarily work for you. Number 11, why can't I use the internal microphone on a Mac to record my podcast episode? Simply because it will capture the sound of everything in the area, including the fan on your computer any clicking noise on your computer, any background noise, any buzzing statistic, statics uh, or hissing noises. You get all of that when you use the internal microphone. So I would not advise you to use that. So whatever you do, remember to subscribe to the Success Unscrambled podcast, where you'll be the first to hear what's happening in the entrepreneurial and digital marketing world. Your positive review of this podcast is vital to keeping it alive and running for the next 12 to 24 months, so please leave a positive five-star review for us on iTunes, Spotify, or any of your favorite podcast players. The one thing that will save you hours of podcast editing is recording a clean episode that's industry standard each and every time. While this may sound simple, the easiest way to accomplish this is testing the different digital audio workstations on the market to find the best one that will suit your needs. I started my podcast because I had a burden on my heart to help reduce women illiteracy globally. Because this is a huge undertaking, I've decided to help 1,000 women over the next 10 years become wildly successful in their online business through simplified marketing strategy. That way, we can help build a strong business network of women who can donate 1% of their profit and together we can help reduce Woman Illiteracy Worldwide. Would you like to be part of that movement? Shoot me an email using alvern at success on scramble.com. That's it for today. Until next time, enjoy the rest of your day and the rest of your week. Bye for now.